Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available, along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out, UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. Hey everyone, do you play tabletop games like D&D and Pathfinder? Well, hit up Eric at Imagination Studios. Uh, they do custom printing for all your minis for gameplay. Don't forget, they're a licensed Reaper, Artisan Guild, and more printer and dealer. Hit up ImaginationStudios502.com for more info. That's ImaginationStudios502.com. E-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N, Studios502.com. Presents Metal Fest Night, the Jeremy Wade No Cancer Fighting Weekend. 30 bands, two stages, two hellacious days. $15 per night or $25 for the weekend includes fishing and camping. Metal Fest Night, sponsored by Imperial Tattoos, the Bill TV Network, Dark Star TV, and Mike Taylor Sound. Hosted by Metal Forge Radio with special guest Cold Steel Rail, Shovelhead, You're the Gun, Two Pump Jump, Cross Joint, Overload, Juke Joint Revival, Fudge Knuckle, and SWP, Dustin Swagger, Nightshade, Celestial Serpent, Nothing's Wrong, Hidden Solace, Call Me Monster. Devil be my judge. Bastard sons of a Judas goat. Automalized Barry. Eat flat. Until the dead walk. Creature of exile. Eulogy of blood. Brainshaw. Metal Fest 9. At the Boondocks Event Center. Bringing havoc back to the farm. Friday, July 24th. Saturday, July 25th. In Shepherdsville, Kentucky. For more information, check it out on Facebook, Metal Fest 9, the Jeremy Wayne No Cancer Fighting Weekend. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. 
What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's Friday, June the 12th, and you're listening to The Metal Forge, and I'm your host, Mark Jackson. Thank you all for tuning in today. We've got a slam-packed show for you today. We've got Gabe Franco from Idle Hands, who were on tour with King Diamond and Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats last year. Uh, he called in. Awesome fucking cat, dude. I hope you all dig that. Also in the show, we've got a special feature, and you may have heard the premiere commercial at the beginning of the show for it. It is Metal Fest 9, the Jeremy Wade No Cancer Fighting Weekend uh, host, Alan Ashball, on the show. Um, We recorded that just a few days back. Uh, First live interview since the COVID breakout. Uh, We were sitting at the park down at the Falls of the Ohio. It was a pretty pretty awesome day out. I forgot to hit the record button on the first take of it. We got about 40 minutes into a conversation, and it wasn't recording a damn thing. So we redid everything, and I think it was even better the second time. So that's a good one. And because of it, you know, being the cancer fighting uh, weekend, I'm going to leave you, uh, let you guys know there's uh, quite a few rock and metal stars out there who have survived cancer. Let's uh, let's uh, look at some of these. First off, I think everybody realizes, you know, Dave Mustaine had throat cancer and has uh, actually considered in remission. These are all going to be rock stars who have uh, been in remission or somebody associated with a rock star because Sharon Osbourne is on this list as well. Uh, Tony Aomi, obviously. Uh, Black Sabbath, you know, fucking biggest influence on my guitar playing, I think. So Bruce Dickinson. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, uh, Nurgle from Behemoth, um, had leukemia, you know, Sharon Osborne, of course, uh, Phil Lesh from the Grateful Dead, Chuck Billy from Testament, uh, Vivian Campbell, um, Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones, JJ French, uh, Brett Michaels and Ricky Rocket, even two members of Poison having cancer. That's crazy. But then, yeah, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, it's a terrible thing. It, it just fucking sucks. So, uh, get yourself checked out. Do what you got to do, you know, um, for your family, you know, because they still have to live with you not being there. Because, you know, everybody hates going to the fucking doctor and shit like that. Just get checked out. Um, but I'm going to play some Idle Hands tunes. I'm going to play the, the spot again between the commercials promoting Metal Fest 9, or between the interviews, I should say. And, um, yeah, just... You know, have fun with today's episode, because that's what it's all about. You know, it's all about for the love of metal and everything else. I love you guys. Thank you all for tuning in. Oh, wait. Yeah, there is one other thing. Um, Question of the week comes from Ty from Ashland, Kentucky, and he asks, who is your favorite interview? And it's like, damn, that one's a hard one, you know, because I've done so many episodes that, like... It's kind of hard to limit it just to one. Um, so, you know, I think the uh, the Gabe Franco interview, the Vanek interview, uh, Fatal Curse, Black Knife, all these most recent interviews, uh, high, uh, Chris Black with High Spirits, you know, um, they're awesome, awesome interviews. Dead with Lady Beast was fucking awesome. But, you know, I really do like like uh, the Jared Spicer interview cause it, and the rifle interviews from last year on the radio show. Push Start's a good one. Eulogy and Blood, you know, those dudes, those cats, fucking awesome. I want to have them back on the show before too long, I hope. 
and they're going to be playing uh, Metal Fest 9 as well, which leads me to my next thing. The July 31st show, I believe what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a two-part release that week. I'm going to be at Metal Fest 9 the weekend of July 24th and 25th, and and not only is like 30 bands playing the show, but I'm going to get a bunch of interviews from people that I haven't had on the show, and maybe a few that I've had on before, but you know, have some good fucking times with them and shit like that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to have some stuff from day one, and then some stuff from day two. More than likely going to be put out on the the 29th and the 31st of July. So everybody can experience Metal Fest 9, the Jeremy Wade No Cancer Fighting Weekend. So fuck yeah, fuck cancer, and let's all fucking metal out. Alright, so this is coming from the Mana album from Idle Hands, and this is Cosmic Overdrive.
All right, I'm being joined on the phone with uh, Gabe Franco from Idle Hands. Gabe, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. You so? Dude, I am, like, fantastic. You know, I love uh, having technical difficulties and stuff like that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, for the record out there, this is the second time we've tried this call, or third time, or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, fun fun stuff. Um, So, tell us a little bit about Idle Hands. Uh, well, we're based out of Portland, Oregon. Um, uh, it was started by myself and Sebastian back in 2017. And, um, we're comprised of dudes who've been playing in the Portland metal scene for the better part of the last decade. And, um, and yeah, we're just, we're here to write good music. I, uh, I write most of the songs myself and, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're just kind of on a, little musical quest here definitely and um you know in our first you know uh try on this i said that uh, the music is uh, where it's metal but it's like a palate cleanser if you're listening to something super heavy like slayer or anything like that and um and your actual full-length album came out a week ago a year ago <laughs> so a, a week yeah. removed from a year um yeah now you all are currently starting the uh the recording process for the second album. Um where I mean where, uh, where you yeah, all going yeah. for that? Um oh to record? Yeah, studio wise. Is it any you know are you like yeah, going to uh, something like one on one or you know or is it something like a, a major studio? Uh, uh half and half we're recording through um Arthur Risk. He did uh Power Trips um last few albums and uh he also did some work for Iwata. Uh he plays an eternal champion in Summerlands and um he's uh kind of just a you know uh building renown as a producer right now and he's young like us and he's into the same kind of music we are. And I chose to go with him because I wanted someone who was on our level, you know. So um I think he's gonna do a great job. But yeah, we gotta go to Philadelphia for that. Wow, that's a yeah. that's a big trek for for yeah, you know, being out there. in Portland and then going out there for yeah. that. Yeah, it's going to be the first time filming or um, not filming, but recording on the East Coast. We we've recorded down in Oakland a few times for previous albums, but um, this will be definitely the furthest I've traveled to record. Maybe we can top it and go to Europe or something for the next album. That would be that would be cool. That would be killer. <laughs> Um, so if you're going to travel that far, you're, you're in excess of a couple thousand miles at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, what's the game plan? Are y'all just going to hang out there until you get it done? Are you going under a time crunch? How's, how's that? No, 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 no. I'm just going there to do drums right now. So, um, the songs are all laid out like the skeletons and then, um, I've been jamming them with uh, Colin, my drummer, for a couple months now. So he knows all the drum parts that he wants to do. And we're going to go there, and, and he can nail those out in, honestly, one day. But we've planned three days, and um, we're going to spend those days just kind of fine-tuning the drums, getting a good sound, and nailing them out. And then uh, when that's all done, we're going to fly home. And... Uh, I get the drum track sent back to me and, and then I get to begin phase two of 
writing an album, which is uh, I sit in my room with uh, all these tracks and I basically re-record all the guitars that I've already done on my previous demos. It's like another round of pre-production. So um, there's a lot of pre-production involved before we actually start laying down final tracks in this band but it saves a ton of time in the studio in the end because you go in knowing exactly what you're doing. Um, but even then, surprises still come out. So it's it's an interesting, we have slightly different way of recording than most bands. Yeah, because I've been in stuff where, you know, we just sit there and, you know, we, we write it in three or four months and go in and bang it out. And pretty much you you have like a more thought out process where you have time to play with, okay, does this sound good here, or should I play play it this way? Yes. Which is, I can which go is through really cool. 50 or I can go through 50 or 60 different iterations of, you know, some way a riff should be played, or uh, say during tracking, you know, Colin laid down a sick drum fill. I can go, well, I had a guitar riff there, but the drum fill's cooler, so I'll just cut out my guitar and let the drum fill shine through, and it sounds like we planned it all, basically. Right on. Uh, yeah. Any ideas for a name? That you can give away? Um, well, uh, no. <laughs> nah, I <laughs> no. get it. I, no, I, nothing, I, con- nothing concrete, though. Um, it, it, it'll be cool. Absolutely. It'll be cool. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I'm, a, I'm always like a cover art nerd. You know, I'm like a big fan of people yeah. like Frank Frazetta when, when he does album artwork, or did album mm-hmm. artwork, I should say. Um, on Mana, who did the artwork for that? Um, Mana was done by this dude in Portland named, uh, Adam Burke. And, uh, he's done art from, for everyone from, uh, Eternal Champion to Vector to, uh, I don't know, some big name Doom bands. I know that. Um, but he's just really got a really good style. And normally he does, um, a lot of like landscape paintings and stuff like that. You'll notice on the back, there's a big landscape painting on the back of Mana. Um, but I wanted to utilize his talents on just one focused thing. Cause I feel like I felt like he could do one thing very well as well, but nobody was ever commissioning him for that. Um, you know, he's always doing commissions for big forest or mountains or some spacescape or something. So I was like, you know, just draw me some hands in a bowl of blue liquid, basically. And um, he did he did a great job, and I really like the cover. I like the simplicity, but also um, the depth that he put into uh, into the final piece. It it is. It, it's like it's a it's extremely tranquil looking, which I think it fits the music that way. But then you know, looking through the fine details of of everything. Like it looks almost as if there's some some Frankenstein parts there, like the thumbs kind of look like they were reattached along at the wrist and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's supposed to be um, it's supposed to be a statue. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. yeah okay. There, there's a story to it. If you look at the back, you see a man, you know, the back of a man kind of knelt over. Um, and that's the same thing you're seeing on the front, that this is the man's hands on the front. And that's why there's cracks in his wrist and on his thumbs, uh, because, uh, yeah, he's stoned now. I, only, I can't <laughs> see the back, unfortunately. I only have the digital version. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all good. Um, that means i got to get, I th- I, I gotta I get the vinyl. A, 
What's that? That means I've got oh, to get yeah, the yeah. vinyl copy so I can yeah, see the sure. rest of the picture. For sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, there's there's a whole connecting theme there. Um, I think uh, I, I had a reason for wanting him to be stoned. I can't remember now. <laughs> all good. But uh, it's all part of the story. You know, there's, the, there's these blue diamonds on the back. And it's kind of like he gives up all his money for this power, but, um, you know, it turns him to stone. So, yeah. When you all write, do you have any kind of like working titles that you assign to your music that's... Oh, tons. That's not like a a minor seventh in... No, yeah, no, I never do that crap. Uh, No, I have have real working titles. (laughs) uh, Can you give us a crazy example of one? You don't have to tell us this. Real, I can give you real examples if you want. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, working titles for the next album. Let's see, I got Sundance in Spain, Obsidian Sledgehammer, Summer Lightning, Heroin, Dalmatian, uh, When Will God's Work Be Done, Downtown, Interchange, Out in the Graveyard. Yeah. Some of those and could actually will... sound like they would actually be the actual titles, I would think. <laughs> Uh, well, I think some are, but uh, right like, now, yeah. Out in the Graveyard so. sounds like it would totally be a real title. and <laughs> But Dalmatian, on the other hand, I'm not so yeah. sure about. It, the, yeah, well, the metal it, head you know, what's in, funny is Dalmatian might actually end up being the real title, but that yeah. one's a weird one. <laughs> You'll see. That was the thing. is like, you know, the metalhead in me thinks that, well, yeah, it could be a joke. But then it then the extremely logical side goes, that could actually probably be the real title. And it doesn't, you know, <laughs> that's totally yeah. good stuff. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, Idle Hands isn't a strictly strictly metal-only band. I, no. I say metal first, but that's it. Uh, yeah, and, you know, that was one of the one of the uh, additional, you know, like reviews that I had seen. is like somebody had said, you know, had compared you all to Typo. Which I was like, mm-hmm. wow, that's super, that's super cool, and I think it's, I think it's your voice actually, what what kind of brings that out, you know, that be, that, yeah. that goth yeah. sound of like, you know, you both have you have a deep timber in your in your yeah, vocal I, delivery. I've never understood that comparison to be honest, because I mean, I, I'm I, I'd like to believe my lyrics are as pissed off as Peter Steele's, but they're not. I mean, I feel I, I connect with his lyrics, and but our music, I feel like, doesn't sound like typo negative, oh, no. and and our mu- uh, you know, my voice, yeah, it's deep, but like it's not nearly as deep as Peter Steele's, right? It's and not- we're not nearly as a depressive of a band, um, but uh, it's still a cool comparison, <laughs> right? It's because, like I said, I think it's more of like a people associate the timber rather than the music which yeah i can i can kind of make that leap there but it, i mean hey it's typo i mean to, yeah that's right i, I think mean. i think the saying is to not look a gift horse in the mouth or something yeah yeah <laughs> um, so you all have been on tour um with you know uncle Acid and the deadbeats and king diamond among far other ones you know midnight which you know by the time we're recording this i've also had uh Vanek on the show from Midnight. Uh, oh, nice. What is your favorite tour that you've done? Oh, um, that's easy. Uh, Europe, um, 
uh, we, it was just a solo headlining tour when Mana came out. We went to Europe from April 15th until June 3rd. It was 50 days and 34 shows, seven dudes in a van. And, um, yeah, I'll never forget that tour. Um, you know, it's, it's not about the bands you're touring with. It's, it's about, <laughs> I just feel like it's, I don't know. It's about so many other things. It's the really experience who you're surrounded. you to have. Yeah. Like I, I think that no matter where we go or how far we go, um, I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to get another tour like that where it's just dingy in a van for 50 days across Europe with uh, some of my best friends, you know, um, from here on out, everything's looking like it's going to be more and more professional, which is fine because you're comfortable. You get a hotel room, you get catering, you get all the crap. But um, a part of me likes, you know, eating McDonald's and falling asleep, you know, with my shoes on. Right. So, um, it's the, yeah. It's the part of touring that that everyone loves but doesn't love, I guess. You know, it's the, it's the, the roughneck part of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's the stuff I'm going to remember, you know. But, um, yeah, close second. A close second is the uh, the Tribulation Tour we did uh, last year in Europe. And then the third, I'd say, is King Diamond. But they're all pretty high up there on my list. So on the, Di- on the King Diamond Tour, how was that? You know, was that like a everybody's kind of hanging out in like catering or, or you kind of is, um, he kind of sequestered like, off know, on his own. Van. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, you know, we'd sometimes be near their dressing rooms, but every, we were always in large, large complex venues. Right. And, um, you know, King diamond gets the biggest ones off in the far corner or the closest to the stage or whatever. And then Uncle Acid gets the second biggest ones, and then Idle Hands gets whatever's left. Right. Um, and so, and then also, you know, those bands are in tour buses slash, you know, I think King Diamond was flying to some shows. And, um, you know, we're the only ones in a van. So they might have a bus night or a hotel night or a party night, but we can't hang out because we got to, you know, hit the road and drive a thousand miles to the next show. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was very much separated and sequestered. Yes. Um, you know, just cordoned off from, from, uh, the other bands, everything with the King diamond guys was pretty formal. They were really nice. They were, no one was rude or anything. Um, but we never got to like sit down and shoot the shit and actually crack a few beers and connect on any level. It was just like, Hey, good to see you. Great show. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. Uncle Acid. Uncle Acid, we became friends with with all those guys. Um, we hung out with them a few times, so they were really cool. But uh, yeah, no, King Diamond. It's like I understand these guys have done this a million times, and you know, like <laughs> who, they they don't give a shit about partying with us, you know. And that's totally fine. Like I don't expect them to, you know. And I'm sure when I'm fifty or sixty years old, I'm not going to want to hang out with a bunch of kids either. And well understandable yeah and it's the thing of saying again they've done it so long and so many times that you can't party every night yeah it's a it's a job right and it's one of those things where they have to sit there and okay well it's like well i would but you know 
miss my family, gonna gonna uh, in this day and age, you know, FaceTime uh, with my grandkids yeah. at their age, um, yeah, so on and so like, forth. Yeah, they got other things to do. Right. Do you, uh, as a fan, do you listen to yourself musically? Oh, what like my own band? Yes, or any oh, yeah. of the bands I... you've ever been in. Oh yeah, um, I I mean. I I listen to my music. Uh, I would say it's like the the second. Okay, I listen to it a million times before it's done, um, and then after it's done, I listen to it a million times more, and then eventually I don't listen to it very much. Um, it's like anything else. Like you know, I have to listen to it more than anybody else because I'm I'm creating it. I have to be self-critical. Um, any musician who says they don't listen to their own music is a liar. <laughs> I mean, this, that's like the most exciting part of your life, um, is creating this stuff. Uh, and the success of these songs are going, are, are what determines your future. So anyone who's not interested in that, um, is just, uh, it's like, why are you playing music? But, um, yeah, no, I, I listen to my music all the time just to kind of learn from myself and get in my headspace of back where I was when I wrote it. And sometimes it even reminds me that, you know, maybe I'm overthinking something I'm working on now by looking back and going, you don't need to make it that complicated, man. Look how simple this song was. And people, you know, people loved it. Like, so don't, don't, you know, it, it, it helps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I always look for the the deal of um, not being able to listen to it on a completely, I don't know if sterile is the right word, but a level where you're not critiquing it constantly. Yeah. You know, uh, like it, I, it'd be, it, I, I, I get drunk to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. dig. Yeah. I, I yeah. dig that for sure. Yeah. No, that's an easy way, man. You're just like, you just have a few beers, then listen to it. You, you won't critique it so much. You'll just kind of be able to jam along to it. Right on. So if you could have written any song or album from somebody else, what would it be? Uh, just right off the top of my head, probably uh, Dust in the Wind by Kansas. I really like that song. Um, and then, I mean, there's a million others. I mean, oh, there's so definitely. many songs I, I love, but uh, that's the one that comes to me right off the top of my head. Right on. Uh, Kansas has actually been a... Uh... A pretty, pretty, uh, pretty big front runner in that. I've had about five or six people say Kansas. I've had uh, quite a few people say like Master of Puppets, which hey, Kansas is cool. You know, I could. Yeah. <laughs> it's the they're just uh, they're just them. You know, you can't. It's like Jethro Tull is Jethro Tull. You know, Kansas is Kansas. Yeah. So, nobody yeah. nobody can emulate them. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, so I also like to do this little part of the the episode is like, this is about you, you know, more so than the music. This is about, this is about Gabe. Do you have a favorite mm -hmm. film? Uh, yeah, my favorite movie is gladiator. Nice. Uh, yeah. just as everything like, or is it a, a specific well, thing that makes it your favorite film? It's still a movie that no matter how many times I watch it, it still gives me goosebumps. I like um, a lot of people might think it's a corny movie, but I I don't see it that way. I, I'm really inspired by any kind of like um, I don't know um, 
what do you call it? Kind of like, it's got everything I like. It's an order, you know, it's a general, uh, you know, commanding his army and uh, he gets cast out by this new leader. It's, you know, kind of a political film, but then his army still follows him because he was such a great leader. And uh, I don't know, it's super, it's a super inspirational movie. And every time I watch it, I'm just like, this is the most badass movie ever. Plus the, um, the intro war scene out of like almost, I'd say any war scene of any movie I've ever watched. That's still the best to me. Like, you know, I got close seconds with the Lord of the Rings movies. Like they got some good battle scenes. Like, you know, um, Oh yeah. There's a few like Vietnam war movies that I really like, but the battle scene at the beginning of the gladiator is still the coolest scene to me. So awesome. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite food? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I, I, I'm all over the place. Understandable. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, typically pizza or all of it, people say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you could say pizza. Like, I'm trying to think of what I eat the most. I mean, pizza's awesome. Who doesn't like pizza? Right. Um. Yeah, and the things I eat the most are boring and definitely not my favorite foods, like eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just the uh, the the average sustenance, you know. It's, yeah, pretty it's, much. It's there, and it and it's yeah. and it and it uh, fuels. So, uh, yeah. Do you have an ultimate jam? Uh, there's a few. I'd say there's there a lot of them are journey songs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, um, dang it, of course, no, I can't remember anything right now. I, I don't even have Journey on this new computer. Okay, um, yeah, you know, uh, Journey's greatest hits, like, I can't tell you how many times I've jammed that jammed that album, I love that stuff. It's the thing um, that always finds its way back to your CD, yeah, yeah. vinyl. That, that record, um, um, greatest hits, and then, like, Raised on the Radio, and then also, um, Master Puppets, that whole record by Metallica. I'll jam that forever. And then also, um, uh, what was it? Damn it. Yeah, I can't remember now. Right but, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, do you have a guilty pleasure? Uh, I'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I listen to so much weird crap, like, none of it's... I, I have music, yeah, I guess I would, if I put on around, you know, some... I, I, I have music I definitely wouldn't put on around some people, because right. I know they wouldn't, I would, I know they wouldn't like it, but I think to have a guilty pleasure at age, you know, 29, it's kind of dumb, um... I feel like that's a thing for kids, you know. Right. You should just like. You're allowed to like whatever you want to like. There you, you go, know? and that's what matters, yeah. right there. Yeah. You like what you like. Do you have a spinal tap moment? I am positive I do. I'm on the spot here. Uh, well, um, <clears throat> let me see. One that comes to mind is it's not really me in particular. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, on the last European tour with uh, Tribulation. Um, I came on stage and I was still playing guitar back then. And like we were playing, give me to the night and my guitar cut out. And when a guitar cuts out, you know, it could be one of 20 different things. So we're like, okay, like it's the amp. So we changed the amp and you know, this is all why the band is still playing the, the song. 
you change the amp, you change the, the cab, everything, change the guitar, but the guitar, so I start playing a the Tribulation guitarist guitar, and it's tuned to the wrong, you know, the wrong tuning, so I'm playing out of tune, so I have to drop that, and then eventually I just sing, but right as I start to sing, the song's over. Oh. Um, but in more fun stories, I, I'd say my other bandmates have better Spinal Tap moments. One time my guitarist got so drunk uh, in my old band, Spellcaster, that the next day he was all hung over, and while we were playing, like, I don't hear the second guitar, and I look over, and he's gone. Well, he's in, he had run to the bathroom and vomited everywhere during the middle of the set, just dropped his guitar. That was funny. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah. being a person who's been drunk on stage before, and once those lights hit, ugh, it, can, it can be murder. <laughs> yeah, I think he was just hung over. Um, but, yeah. Um, ugh. Yeah, those days are gone now. Uh, what is your greatest achievement as a musician? Um, I'd say definitely opening for King Diamond. Um, and there are, are greater achievements that I just recently happened that I can't tell you about yet, but you'll, you'll know about them soon. Good deal. But, um, yeah, that's definitely high, high on my list. Um, I mean, I'm at the point already that I'm, this band has gone further than I ever thought it would. So, um, I'm happy with whatever right now. <laughs> right on. Uh, so the last question I always like to ask, uh, the morbid question here is if heaven or hell exists, what do you want to hear when you arrive where you think you're going? Oh, if they exist. Okay. If. Well, you know, that's, that's a trick question because I don't, I don't truly, I, if, if God is truly, if the, if the Christian God is a good person, I'd say I, I'm going to heaven. If, the, if, uh, <laughs> if he, if the Christian God abides by his rules in the Bible, I'm going to hell. Um, and, um, I guess there's nothing you could really hear, uh, going into hell that would make, that would comfort you. But um, I've, I've tried to live my life, you know, by a certain standard. But, you know, according to the rules, I, I mean, you're supposed to go to church every Sunday. You're supposed to, right. you know, uh, do all these things. Like, I consider myself a law-abiding, you know, fairly good citizen here um, who's never hurt anybody or anything like that. And so I'd like to think if there's a heaven, I'd, I'd go to it. But, uh, no, I, I don't know what I'd want to hear. I guess... Uh, How's it going? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right on. I I dig yeah. that. Um, yeah. The most uh, theological answer I've ever had for that question. It, it was well well thought out uh, response. That's so that's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so oh. tell everybody where they can follow Idle Hands uh, online. How they can uh, download music. How they can purchase music you know, uh, purchase merch, all that. Tell, tell us how to do that. Uh, just go to loanforrecords.com. Um, all of our merchandise is there. If you want music, you can get it off of any musical platform, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Um, it's, it's on, it's everywhere digitally. Um, but for physical, go to loanforrecords.com. And if, in, if you're in Europe, 
go to Eisenwald Records, um, which is based out of Germany. And they're at eisenton.de. Awesome. Gabe, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Um, I look forward to seeing the new album or hearing the new album, rather both, uh, whenever it does decide to, whenever y'all do put it out. And thank you again. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, there will be uh, uh, some new music uh, within the next two months. Um, Not from the new record, but uh, just some bonus stuff that we'll be putting out. So, yeah, look out for that, too. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. And thank you again, man. Cool. Thank you.
I'm sitting here at the Falls of the Ohio uh, on the Indiana side, if you're familiar with the Louisville, Kentucky area, with Alan Ashball, the proprietor of Metal Fest. It's been going on for 11 years, nine shows, because there was a few a year or two there without a show. Alan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited <laughs> about this world, man. Right. Things are opening up beautiful day i got my kid beside me and i'm on metal forge radio that's right uh it's it's a pleasure to have you here i know we tried to get a date last year for last year's show but couldn't the the stars didn't align because of being that this and that and whatever but uh over 30 over 30 bands over 30 bands three stages over two days and and one uh cleanup day one cleanup day one hangover day you know uh, you have many of them do i have i don't have any of them any, <laughs> almost neither, ne- no i don't have any of i, I mean like it, i might uh, have a beer occasionally but or a shot you know i usually always have a double before having an album release show i got you just and at least the nerves a little bit just to just to get woo on fire <laughs> you know and, you know, and um, i'll hit that one shot or that du- that double as one shot, and I'll slam it back as hard as I can, you know. And there it is. Well, you know, uh, six years ago, with this special guest sitting here beside me, I quit drinking when she was born. And uh, for her and for my liver, and uh, I didn't want to be that guy people saw drunk humping a bar stool leg and say, that's the guy running Now he's us. just going to be doing it sober. Yeah, now I'm going to be doing it sober. <laughs> but, you know, hey, and in the past six years, I have overcome a lot of fears when it comes to stage being on the stage and um the cause needs me to get rid of all that stage fear i've got a message and man there's just i need people to listen so what do i do i put 30 bands together and give you camping fishing bouncy houses kayak rides canoe rides uh a freedom that you will feel no other and a celebration of life for a weekend for pocket change right uh, tell everybody the message. The message is, is early detection. The, the the fundraiser that I give my money to, or y'all's money to, I should say, is uh, the V Foundation, who is 100% of all net, all donations they get, every penny of every dollar goes to work. For research, development, for treatment, for gas to get somebody back and forth to them treatments, but every penny goes to work. So the message is this. Money's not going to slow cancer down. It's not. The only way we're going to stop or slow this down is if you go to a doctor and get checked out. Early detection is the key, people. Cancer, you get a, you get diagnosed with a cancer that is stage three or four. They drain your insurance. They put you in a box. They put you in the ground. That cancer didn't stop with you. It keeps going. It leaves. It stays with your nieces, your nephews, your uncles, your moms, dads, brothers, and sisters. So my question is this, the message is this, if you love them people, well, don't, don't you want to make sure that you're okay for them? Don't you want to get checked out? I get checked out because I don't want my daughter being without me. I get checked out because I need to make sure I'm there every year for that person who's scared because they have a stage three or stage four and they think they don't know where to turn. And, it, and it's scary. It is scary. It's a yeah. huge fear. And nobody likes going to the doctor. No one. And, you know, it's it's such a big deal to build awareness to something. Um, it, it's it's unfortunate that we lost Jeremy. 
so uh, and now so many years ago but in in the light of his life you know being able to speak to so many people to get well you know here's the thing is Jeremy Jeremy's body lost to cancer his body couldn't fight anymore but you want to talk about a tough SOB that dude's still fighting cancer and he's not doing it for himself anymore so when you hear the Jeremy Wade no story understand that my buddy's not completely dead He's fighting his ass off to make sure somebody gets to a doctor. And I have to say this. There's people out there like Cody Hook, like Elizabeth Wilson's. There's people like Melissa Brindley's and Melinda Lynch's and Brian Coyers, if I'm saying that right, Tiny. But uh, that have been to the doctor and do their checkups now and are on remission. That are doing better. That are learning what it is like to have a true support team of a bunch of badass metalheads behind you it brings the community together it does and the community cares a lot and wants to to beat this and kick its ass and say fuck cancer fuck cancer and you know and it really is for 11 years now um this is the ninth show but two years i took off because in 14 2014 uh my last show was metal fest 5 and i wanted to become a dad in january of that following year and i did just that my young lady sitting beside me right now watching YouTube as I do this interview, and she is a big reason that I make this thing as important to not only me and her, but to you as I can, because I'm going to doctors to make sure I'm here for her, just like I want you to go to a doctor to make sure you're there for them. Make sense? Absolutely it does. And it, and hell yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, so tell us about some of the bands that are playing this year. Wow. Uh, let's give a shout-out to the Celestial Serpent. They're coming from the outskirts of Chicago. Um, great band. Um, their guitar player and lead singer was a fill-in for another band I had a few years ago. The 502 metal scene showed him so much love, respect, and appreciation that he is now coming back with his other band to jam out again for this weekend. The dude rode all Harley from Wisconsin last time, and he's doing it again this time. So that's pretty cool to have him come back. Absolutely. That screams support right there. Support, support. It also shows what kind of people are at this event because they sent a guy off to Yankee Land, you know, north, and he's coming back with his boys because why? The 502 metal scene treated him like family, which you are family when you walk in through the Metal Fest gate. You are now my family. You are now Dissension's family. If you remember who Dissension is. Oh, yeah. I remember who Dissension is. Shout out. Shout out to all them guys. All them guys. Tommy, Daniel, Marlon, Jay, Chris. Uh, You know, if it wasn't for them. And here's a funny story. was when when they were the first band I ever booked, Dissension was. First band I ever booked for Metal Fest. And uh, Chris Justice is the guy who made all this possible. Big, big shout out and love to Chris. So, uh, you know, we did Metal Fest 1. They came to Bargetown to meet me. We took a shot to Jeremy beating cancer and was having a great show. And uh, Jeremy is still on his fight, but a great show. That toast rang true for 11 years so far. Absolutely. And that's a powerful toast to me. Definitely. Autumn Lies Barry from Nashville. Yeah. You heard them yet? 
I have not heard oh that. Oh my God. I said, guys, we got a 24 by 12 foot stage, run wild. And he says, we don't need a stage. Right. <laughs> That's metal. <laughs> I don't think any musician needs a stage. They just do what they do. I but think he do- meant more like he's going to be up in the crowd in our faces well, and he's a big old boy. And shout out to Kaylin and Perry because they are all wireless. Oh, They're in our face. They're going to make this hype. There you go. And then, and you know, right behind them, we have the legends from right here in our own hometown of Louisville, E-flat. Oh, wow. E-flat are getting back together. They are not dead, but they are very far and few between on shows these days. we all grown up and got lives. But E-flat, an original lineup of these guys, are getting back together for this event. So we're going to go back to, like, early 2000s, and we're going to rock out with some E-flat. Hell, yes. Old school metal. I've played played them on the show before. Uh, They've never never been on the show, but they've only had music played. So love those dudes. They was on last night with me on Fender's uh, Den of Sin, and, uh, you know, Rod Mack and Stacey Hendricks was with me, and them guys were excited. And to see the excitement in the legends, these guys, in local music, all right, we're not. They might not be Johnny Cash's of the world, but to me, these guys are Tim Flaherty's of my world. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. That's a that's that's a pretty high spot in this, this community to me. I don't know. I'd say they're punk rock Johnny Cash. Yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah they could rock with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, you know, there's a lot of great. We got Nightshade coming in from Ashland, um, and then the support from here in the scene, the Straight Laced, uh, the Doug Pinson's, the Eulogy and Bloods, Grandshaw. Grandshaw out of Cave City, Bowling Green area. These guys, if you like Lamb of God, you'll like Grandshaw. Well, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> I, I'm going to sit there and say I like Grandshaw, but I don't like Lamb of God. Really? <laughs> I'm not. A, I just never. Their old school stuff, man, was was on it for me. Yeah, and I've seen them. In, I've seen them. That's probably an unpopular times. opinion for me. For you know, most people. There's a few people. that don't. There's a few that don't. You know, some people don't like Jive for a Cowboy either, but I do. Right, right, right. <laughs> some people don't like the name Cattle Decapitation. I, I do. do. <laughs> That's funny. I was just looking some stuff up from them earlier. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing them at Expo 5 two times. Like, oh, the wow. even opened up for them once. That's awesome. Uh, what is the biggest achievement that you get out of doing this show? The look in the kids' eyes. When... When they came up on the stage, I mean, you can see they're nervous. And, uh, you know, I usually wait until it's dark out and the lights are hitting, everybody's blinking, a good crowd in front of me. I bring them kids on stage, I mean, they'll come up with these little grins on their face and they're nervous and they'll kind of stand behind me. And my daughter's right there with me, too, and she'll stand behind me. And then we get the crowd alive. We wake them up. Right. And you'll see them kids, they'll start with, with their little waves and their feast fingers and, you know, deuce and. The next thing you know, there's horns. The next thing, there's double horns, and their smiles go from the tip of their ear to the tip of their ear, and they're coming off the stage, and they're high-fiving me as they're leaving. In that moment, in that moment of my life, I couldn't be happier to watch the smile on them kids' faces as they leave that stage. Because right. I just did something. I touched a kid's heart and made their day. So now when they leave there, not only do they get to go to school the next summer or the next the next school year and be like, I went to Metal Fest. Oh, my God, I was on stage. Y'all have got to come next year. And guess what? James Zip is a perfect example. A kid comes to Metal Fest 6. Now when he comes to the shows, he brings two or three of his buddies every time. Nice. Yes. So, you know, that's my biggest thing is reaching out to these kids and showing them that not only we care, but we're putting metal in their hearts you know, putting a genre of music that ain't popular in America, 
but it's great. Right. Once you're introduced to metal, and especially the guys out there, you you're you're a fan for life. Definitely fan. Um, it's always fun to come to the shows. I mean, it it's with the the whole weekend experience. Mm-hmm. If you've never been to a campout metal festival, this is definitely one of the best ones you can do because you get uh, camping, fishing. Um, you know, you're going for a great cause. Yeah, the and cause. Then, and then I'm bringing you, you know, over 30 bands that are not, you know, they're not. This ain't their first show. This ain't their first rodeo. Not at all. These guys are coming out as professionals, and I'm going to give them as much production to make them as professional. When they take the Metal Fest stage, they are nationals at that moment. To me, to every person that's out there fighting for the cause, these guys are now superstars in our eyes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So when you stand on that stage, Mark, you're going to be a superstar to a lot of people in that crowd because you're up there fighting for them. Nah, I'm going to wear a mask so nobody sees me. Don't wear a mask. Wear, <laughs> wear it with pride, brother. Absolutely. Wear it with pride Absolutely. that you are there supporting somebody in their fight. And because of you and what you're doing, they're going to get up in the next morning with a little bit more gumption to them. Right. A little more like, I've got this. Mark Jackson just threw down on stage for me last night. I've got this. If he can do it for me, I can do it too. Right. And that's, that's what I hope every band that takes the stage feels that way because y'all are superstars, these people. Melissa Brindley's told me a dozen times how great it is these guys get together. How great it is for you guys to come out and throw talent on a stage for us in the middle of the dog days of summer. Very much so. And those dog days of summer are going to be July 24th and 25th, uh, 2020, uh, at Boondocks Event Center, 3850 Beach Grove Road. That is in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Um, Come out bring you a cooler full of whatever you need to bring your cooler full of it, um, it is a BYOB event it is a BYOB buzz event and um, the only rule that I have and the only rule that has, I've ever been enforced at Metal Fest is respect if you have respect for the kids that are there and you have respect for the old people then we're going to get along just fine but if you disrespect somebody that's in there for the cause, for the reasons they want there to see their daddy on stage, and you want to go up front and see the daddy on stage too, but you want to smoke a joint, just have a little respect for that kid there. Don't smoke that joint in front of that kid. Right. And you know, I'm trying to put out a message here for the kids, but I don't want you to stop having a good time. So just, I've got plenty of woods, plenty of places you can just step away, smoke your dude, go to your tent, I don't care. Just not in front of the kids. Right, absolutely. Um, and I'll be giving away a pair of tickets on the show. Stay tuned for the... Uh, on the Facebook page and actually on the uh, the Metal Forge website for details on that. Right. Uh, Which I appreciate that. Going to be $50 value, correct, because it's the weekend. Um, that right there is 20 There's two tickets there. We're, we're letting them go for 20 apiece. Oh, okay. So, uh, like I said, we're not so, trying to get in anybody's pocket. Right, right. We want to keep money in your pocket. We want you to come and buy band merch. We want you to come out and, and, and buy a raffle ticket for the Fender Squire that we're going to be raffling away, this pink... All about music on Hurstbourne Lane. Or the music go around? Music go around. Hurstbourne Lane gave us a pink Fender Squire. And when Sean Smallwood, my sponsorship with Imperial Tattoos, when he found out that I got this, because he is an awesome airbrush artist also, and the man who made our logo here, he decided he wanted to put that logo on the guitar. So it is now going to be airbrushed on the guitar. And, and, and I'm glad to say that, you know, because of a special... Um, donation, the tickets will be only a buck a piece. 
we have actually sold the first hundred tickets and because of that a uh, hundred dollars worth of tickets and because of that generous deal I can now sell the rest of the tickets for a hundred bucks or for a dollar piece right because the, the guitars already paid for itself now so now we're a buck a piece we're still not in your pocket right right for a buck and you're gonna win a Fender Squire it's a pretty good deal so um, you know keep up with that also when you come out to the event if you get hungry and you're smoking that doobie over in the woods, away from the kids with respect, like we're asking you. Don't forget that we will be selling the Jeremy Wade No You Can't Eat It All Monster Burger at the Boondocks inside the event hall. And it is a, a two double patty, half pound patties, half pound of bacon, all the dressings, handful of fries and a pickle wedge with your drink. If you eat it all, you'll get your meal for free. We're going to take a picture of you. We're going to put it on the wall of fame. We're going to give you a shirt. If you don't eat it all, we you owe Bam Bam $19. We take a picture, we put you on the wall of shame. But either way it goes, partial proceeds of that that burger will go to the to the Jimmy V Foundation. Absolutely. So it's a win-win either way. And this burger's gonna fill For the you foundation. up. Yeah. So it's good stuff. So if you don't eat it on Friday, come back on Saturday and try it again. There That's what he's trying to say here. That's exactly right. Or, you know, if you got $19 and the whole family's hungry, this thing will feed you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. You can bring canoes, kayaks, inflatable boats, as long as it don't have a motor on it. Um, you can bring and put it in the lake. If you have a fishing li- license, you are welcome to fish. Um, camping is included with your price of admission, along with the, with the camping, and you can put your canoe in. Um, also, thanks to Big Town Entertainment, we will have uh, fireworks, Blowing up both nights, nice. nice guys. So, uh, and we're talking big boys. So that's going to be great. Um, what else? Tell us about some of the sponsors that you have for Spon- the show. Let me tell you, I got one of my best friends on the planet, uh, Miss Amanda Dawn Smallwood, uh, hit me up, and she says, and I, I knew her husband somewhat, but um, you know, didn't know him like I do now. And uh, when I met Sean, was it Louder in Life? And I liked the dude instantly. I was like, man, he's a cool cat. You know, I could hang out with this guy, you know, and and Amanda, she's just she's a female version of me. Wild, crazy, and fun. I can well, see I'm that. Maybe not wild crazy. I'm not wild crazy. Amanda, you are not, I'm any, not. not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. But you know, uh, she said, you know, we want to jump on and help you out, Alan. And I thought, well, this is awesome. I've never had a true sponsorship, not to have my back like this. And uh, so they jumped on. Then the next thing you know is they found out that uh, Incarnation, the tattoo convention here in Louisville, or actually over there in Louisville, right, right, uh, was going to be set up because of the coronavirus set up the same weekend that we have Metal Fest, July 24th and 25th. I was devastated. I thought, man, I just lost my sponsorship. I lost the people that are backing me up on this, and I can't blame them. I can't blame them at all. That's money to be made over, plus his name. So when I told them, I hit him up and I said, Guys, I understand. Do what you got to do. Amanda said, what are you talking about? Sean said we ain't going to do that tattoo convention. He'd rather come to Metal Fest. So to put that in reality, what I'm looking at here is I'm looking at a tattoo parlor that was a featured artist in a huge convention here in Louisville at the convention center was going to make money, good money. And he gave that away to come out and support this cause. So people... That means something. Yes, it means a lot. It means... People out there actually care more about you than they do money. There's a, they're out there, people. Sometimes you just got to put 11 years in to find them. But when you find them, you hold on to them and you treat them like gold. So when you're out and you're looking for a tattoo, 
you know, hit up Amanda Smallwood at Imperial Tattoos and, and get your appointment because Sean is light-handed and amazing artist. Definitely. So, so, I've seen some of his art before. Yeah, it's Chris great. Justice holds a uh, beautiful uh, Kurt Cobain art piece on his arm that is amazing. It's beautiful. So, look at Chris Justice. <laughs> Shout out to him again. Right. I almost had Who the fuck is Chris Justice? <laughs> Where? Where the fuck is Chris, Chris Justice? Justice. <laughs> My man's working, bro. He's got family, I understand, but... He'll be at Metal Fest. Believe that one. Absolutely. He's my hype man. He, I need one. Chris is awesome. An awesome guy. Like, lo- I loved it when they came on the show. And So, um, you know, if you're out in town, you're looking for a good tattoo, make sure you hit Imperial Tattoos and, uh, and, and, and tell him you appreciate what he's done and his support on this cause because he's given up a lot and hopefully in return we'll get a lot out of it in the past, in the, in the future, I mean. But, uh, I also want to say, and this is something big to me, that I haven't even got to mention on most of the interviews yet, but huge shout-out to Clayton Luke and um, Sean Burton Sanders from Bill TV and Dark Star Television um, for they have got together and have decided to make this thing a full-length documentary. Nice. From day one, the first phone call with Chris, to Saturday night, July 25th. They want to end this, enter this into the Sundance Film Festivals. Maybe I'm shooting for the stars. Maybe I'm um, hopeful thinking, or maybe I'm just this could happen thinking. But what if one day my daughter's got friends over and they're flipping through Netflix and they see the Jeremy Wade No Story and decide to watch that? And one of my daughter's little friends goes home and says, "Mom, I got this spot that's itching me." Then that that that, that documentary has done its job. Yeah, it spoke to somebody. Absolutely. So if Jeremy can reach out that way too. So huge shout out to Ville TV, Dark Star TV, Clayton and Sean for, for jumping on board and trying to make this more prosperous. Prosperous? Prosperous. Yeah, to, to build so much, to build the awareness even farther mm-hmm. with getting it out in video. And now also, I look at it also, my friend's name will go on for a long time. A long Definitely. time. So... You know, huge shout out to them guys for making that dream happen. That's pretty cool. So, and, and, and with that being said, is another reason to come to the show. Come get in this documentary. Come get in the film. Come get in these videos. Because not only will I be using this in the future to as awareness against cancer, but these bands will be using these for video shoots. Right. So you want to be in some of these bands' videos because when Grandshaw crosses that big pond and goes represent, just like SWP does. You know, you want to be part of that group when they decide to get big, when they become the next monsters of metal. Aaron Lewis said in an interview one time, before he was ever signed, he played venues, and they, the, the venue owner would ask him to play cover songs. So for three hours and 45 minutes out of the four hours, he would play the top 40s, okay? He said, but three-quarters of the way through the set, he'd play an original. He said, and I always knew that's when people would get up and use the restroom, go smoke a cigarette, drink a beer... And then he goes, or leave? He said, then he returned to say, that song was the number one song for 16 weeks straight around the world. And it's been a while since I could stand on my own. And I think about every single band, when you're on that stage, Mark, I think about all he's got to do is be found. And he's the next Aaron fucking Lewis. And I can say that we had him at Metal Fest. Just like Sailor. Sailor's going across the big pond, going to Europe, play for over in Europe as headliners of them events I get to say we had him at Metal Fest before he crossed that big pond 
Right. So that's 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 awesome to me. Definitely. You know? But uh, you know, you can't ask for more out of out of twenty five dollars. If you wait to the, the 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 weekend of the event, you want to come down and camp out for twenty five bucks. You can't spend your money more wisely. Great event, great bands, great cause, great food, great people, and you get to be you. You get to be you. Definitely. Uh, what's your favorite moment from all of the shows? Wow. You're, you know, nine shows. Nine shows. All right, at Metal Fest 4, um, I had two big double stages. I ran five venues in two days, all for the Jeremy Wade No Cause. And I, I got back from, from right over here at, um, uh, I can't remember the little venue now here in Indiana. But uh, I got back from there, and I was tired, and I sat down in my tent, and I had just been given a celebratory gift from the family that was a bottle of 1800 tequila. Mm. So I popped the top to drink a celebratory few shots, me and this young lady, and um, I heard from the stage my name being called. So I thought, what is this? Two Pump Chump was on the stage, and I know their music just stopped, and all of a sudden I hear my name being screamed. So I come out of my tent from behind the stage, and I come to the back of the stage, and I climb on, and I see this lady who's a very dear friend of mine, Miss Elizabeth Wilson. I met her right before Metal Fest 3. She is a cancer survivor. And when she showed up at Metal Fest 3, you met her. She had cancer. She was scared. She had no friends. And she met the 502 metal scene. Then she became a promoter. But at Metal Fest 4, she climbed on my stage screaming that because of the support of the people at Metal Fest 3, not just at Metal Fest 3, but through the whole year until Metal Fest 4, that her last doctor's appointment that year, she was in remission. And she wanted to make sure me and all of the MFers at Metal Fest knew, because of them, she was in remission. And whether whether we did or not, whether whatever we did in that, she believes that we have some part, and however it went, she is in remission, still alive, still fighting, and still a huge inspiration to me. So my favorite, out of all 11 years and all nine shows is that moment when Elizabeth Wilson climbed on the stage and said, thanks to us, we saved her life. Because whether we did or didn't, we showed her enough support that she felt the love. Absolutely. So out of all the 11 years, that's my, my most precious moment was when she climbed on that stage with me and said that we helped support the fight. Definitely. That was powerful. That was that, real powerful to me. That is. And uh, we actually did a song for her. Two Pump Chump on the spot, just on the fly, threw together that song. I remember, uh, dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Except it went Liz, 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 Liz. Oh, yeah. Liz the, up uh, in. The uh, Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger, correct. Yeah. And, uh, and it was one of them. I remember looking out the crowd, and there wasn't a dry eye. Everybody was, you know, emotionally happy for this lady. And um, it was it was quite, quite powerful. Definitely. Yeah. And now, you know... What's the uh, what's the thing that you wish you could have done differently about any of the any of the shows? I guess the one thing I would have done differently if I could go back and do it all. I guess just appreciate more of the people that show up. I feel like I feel like we have a great show a great support team, and there's nothing that none of us have done that have been wrong. There's been learning curves and learning experiences that we've all made. I don't know, I'm not a professionally a music promoter. I'm not an event 
coordinator. I'm, I'm Alan, and uh, this is just something. This is my passion, and somebody I told somebody it was my hobby, but it's the coolest hobby ever. Right. To do this, um, I don't do it for recognition or a thank you or at a voice. I do it because I want my daughter to have something to be proud of me about. And in the same return, I want her to take ignition of the passion that it is to give to somebody else. If I can install, it's okay to give and not receive, and my daughter, she will get a lot more out of life. Word, very much. That's my goal. And, and if I was to change anything, it would just to be that uh, I paid more attention to everybody that comes in because a lot of them I've met, I shake hands with, I listen to the stories, and I keep the story in my memory bank, and then I walk away from there, and I don't remember who the name was. All right. So, being a promoter with, you know, the best hobby in the world that you say, uh, putting on shows, not just Metal Fest, but doing other shows over the years, you know, as a musician, I know what it's like when things go crazy on stage. Uh-huh. What is your craziest moment that you've had with bands on stage? I know of one that happened at, at one of, at one of your shows. Um, that's to me it lives in infamy, and I'll say I'll tell my story after yours. But I want to hear your like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. Um, at Metal Fest one, <laughs> the very first event, and this is where I guess my confidence in the show comes along because. If something happens on the fly, we'll, we'll take care of it, okay? I've had the electric go off at Catfish Haven. Um, <laughs> but at Metal Fest 1, I had Society's Plague on the stage, who are now a signed band. And uh, they had you know, eight to $10,000 worth of equipment up there. It started a seven-minute downpour. Oh. I mean, and we're on a hay wagon stage outside, and it came a torrential downpour. So... With no cover. With no sure. cover. No yeah. cover. Hay wagon stage. So, in the mix of all of it, people running everywhere. And Chris Justice, why does this guy keep popping up in this show a lot? But anyway, Chris Justice says, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. And he went inside the bar and found a uh, Yorkville six-channel powered head. And we walked inside and found two 10-inch mains. And we mic'd out some vocals. And we did the rest of that show. And, in fact, the show went so great. Chris, when Dissension took the stage, my head went to the jukebox in the mosh pit. Um, I wake up the next morning, wipe dried blood off my head, walk up to the venue owner, and I look at the jukebox and I said, man, how much do I... And as I looked down the hallway, the bathroom sink was actually drugged into the hallway out of the men's room and was in the hallway. And thinking this six foot eight, 330-pound country redneck was just going to rip my head off, he looked at me and said... Ashball, that was the best party I've ever been to in my life. Do it again next year. The beginning of Metal Fest started right then and there, but that was great because um, it showed how much they cared too because we ripped their bathroom sink off the wall. But they made some money. They, they donated to the cause. They loved Scott and Ernie still on the place. There's still a huge reason why I'm getting to go back for my 11th anniversary for this event. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. There's a lot of stories to Metal Fest, man. There's a lot of good things that's happening. Yeah. Um, one of the ones from when when my band was playing uh, one of the shows was I remember there being in the middle of the field for the bonfire 
and we caught the whole wood, all the wood on fire. Yes, <laughs> I've got video yeah. of that. Do you? Yes, I want video of that I have because got video we of were that. playing when that happened. Yep, and it and it was just like, what the hell. They burnt the whole weekend's worth of wood up that in that moment. Yeah. Caught a green tree live on fire. And because all I'm sitting there in the middle of a song and I'm like blah 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 and then just like whoosh, big flames everywhere. And I was like, what the hell just happened? And we just kept playing. Just keep rocking. Keep rocking. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, I've got video of that fire. And that you know, that was one of the things we were talking about when I didn't hit record earlier. Uh, so this is a second take, by the way. Um, when I didn't hit record earlier, that was at four. Mm-hmm. We played four also. We played three, four, five, and they're coming back for now. So absolutely, and I appreciate the the time that you've invested it for my musical career to invite me to play this show because I care well, I remember, like I remember Metal Fest 3 and when Overload played. I mean, that was like, um, y'all, y'all had first time ever playing Metal Fest. Yeah, inside. And, and, yeah, and y'all hadn't had many gigs before that. Well, no, we did. Not not many gigs from you. Uh, right. Yeah, because, you know, we'd been around since 07. Right. So, but that was in like thir- 2013 or something. So. But I remember booking y'all unheard. Yeah. I you booked y'all at Metal did. Fest for unheard. And, and I still believe this to this point right now is that every single band deserves their 30 minutes to a stage. Absolutely. If you're a 17-year-old band and you're in high school and you and your buddies are trying to put something together, hit me up. Yeah. Let me give you 30 minutes. Let me see what you... Let let the world see what you got. You know, because everybody needs an opportunity. Right. Who knows what happens with an opportunity? You know what luck is? You know what the definition of luck is? What's that? It's an opportunity to take advantage of. That's what luck is. It's just taking advantage of an opportunity that presents itself. So here's my presentation to any young cats, young ki- chicks out there that want, are in a band that want a stage time. Get at me. Yes, you might open up a Saturday of Metal Fest or a Friday of Metal Fest, but you're going to get 30 minutes to a stage for a great cause, and, and we're going to find out if you're ready. And if not, we'll help you learn to get ready. Right. We are going to, we're not here to dog you out. We're here to help you get better. So, you youngins out there that, that do listen to this, this, this radio s- segment, please get at me. Uh, I'll help you. And I've got some veterans out here in the scene, close personal friends that want to help the scene grow. Right. So, we will help you learn to make your band tighter, learn to be more professional, and learn how to draw your crowd. So, mm-hmm. just get at me. I'm here for everybody. Not just metal. Definitely. Uh, metal, punk... Country, uh, country, rock, hip hop, everything. I mean, I've had Elephant Room. I've dealt with Vilbillies, um, Zebras in Public. I mean, bass drum aliens. Do you have any shout outs you want to give before we go today? Uh, a huge shout out to Imperial Tattoos. Thank you, Sean and Amanda, for everything you do. You know, pushing this show. Um, huge shout out to the whole Metal Fest committee um, for really pulling together this year and 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 making sure we supported each other. Um, we're actually working as a committee and not like, oh, that's his job. We're working together, and, and this is a good feeling. Um, of course, Jeff and Ellen Childers, I want to shout out to them guys, Bill TV and Dark Star, uh, Bullet Cane Supermarket. If you do come to Metal Fest, which I hope all of y'all listening do, please, when you get off the interstate there, stop at Bullet Cane Supermarket, get your cooler full of beer and ice, your cigarettes, and come down and see me at the, at, at the Boondocks. So, um, 
But yeah, there's a lot of people. I want to shout out to Fender and Mark. Thank you for Metal Forge for bringing me on. Um, uh, LRS. Who else? Crossfire Radio. I really want to shout out to them guys because they are. They just put us on the web page and everything. Their crossfire is huge. So <clears throat> huge shout out to Mark and and, and Fender. Um, and all the bands, the 502 scene. Whether you're metal, country, rock, hip hop, bluegrass, I know you support the cause. You've shown me, and uh, I appreciate you not getting on me because it's just metal. But it is what it is, and uh, the 502 music scene, we don't think of it as just metal. We think of it as we're here on a cause. We're just warriors in a mission. So, Metal Forge, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for uh, for understanding why I'm here and my my fight in this in this my dog in this fight I should say, and uh, I hope all y'all come out for Metal Fest Nine, the Jeremy Wade No Cancer Fighting Weekend. Look us up on Facebook, give us a like, share the event. All right, and that is July 24th uh, with uh, Cold Steel Rail Shovelhead Year of the Gun Two Pump Chump Cross Joint Overload Juke Joint Revival Fudge Knuckle SWP on a Friday. Uh, on the outside. Friday on the inside stage is going to be Clover Creek Bastards, Dead Letterman, uh, Caligula, and Gravel and Spiders. And Abby Henderson on Friday night. And Abby Henderson. Uh, Saturday, July 25th, outside will be Dustin Swaggart, Nightshade, Celestial Serpent, Nothing Wrong, Hidden Solace, Call Me Monster, Devil Be My Judge, Bastard Sons of a Judas Goat, Autumn Lies Buried, E-flat, Until the Dead Walk, Creature of Exile, Eulogy in Blood, and Grandshaw. And then on the inside stage is going to be uh, Bill Siddons, Springliner. Doug Pinson. Doug Pinson. Rest Ferber. Rest Ferber. FBA. FBA, The Deadly Dares, uh, Death Mountain Spiders, and Straight Laced. Uh, Oi Punk Legends here in Louisville. Hell yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, And it's... $15 Fifteen dollars per day. Fifteen a day. Twenty-five for the, for the weekend. weekend. Uh, and bring your own whatever. Yeah, and it's uh, all ages. All ages, with the rule of respect. Absolutely. Which, uh, again, I believe that most people come out there. We're all on the same page on this cancer fight. So respect is just something given. You know, you don't. I've, I've never. Had, we're all on the same page out there. What's the fight about? What's Definitely. to have an argument about? So as long as you just smoke your doobie away from the kids, I don't. Right. We don't have a problem. So. Come out, be yourself. Let me know when you meet when you come to the show. Please find me. I'll be the guy with the mohawk and pink goatee and um, skinny, ugly guy on the stage. But please come to me and tell me why you're there. I want to hear your Jeremy Wade no story. Who your Jeremy Wade no story is? Because when I hear them stories, win, lose, or still fighting, it inspires me, man. When I know that there's other people hurt like I do, it inspires me, and I want to do more. So please, feed my fire. Inspire me. I need your stories. I need your stories. So, fuck cancer, everybody. It ain't worth it. Go get checked up. Definitely. Alan, thank you for coming on to the show. I love you, brother. I love you too, bro. Thank you so much, Thank Mark. you so much. This is exciting. You know, this is the first interview in person that I've had since uh, before COVID. Right. Hey, and so. that's, let me add that in there. We all should celebrate. We all survived the COVID epidemic. Congratulations. Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. 
a staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available, along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out at UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. Hey everyone, do you play tabletop games like D&D and Pathfinder? Well, hit up Eric at Imagination Studios. Uh, they do custom printing for all your minis for gameplay. Don't forget, they're a licensed Reaper, Artisan Guild, and more printer and dealer. Hit up ImaginationStudios502.com for more info. That's ImaginationStudios502.com. E-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N Studios502.com. Metal Fest Night, the Jeremy Wade No Cancer Fighting Weekend. 30 bands, two stages, two hellacious days. $15 per night or $25 for the weekend includes fishing and camping. Metal Fest Night, sponsored by Imperial Tattoos, the Bill TV Network, Dark Star TV, and Mike Taylor Sound. Hosted by Metal Forge Radio with special guest Cold Steel Rail, Shovelhead, You're in the Gun, Two Pump Jump, Cross Joint, Overload, Juke Joint Revival, Fudge Knuckle, and SWP, Dustin Swagger, Nightshade, Celestial Serpent, Nothing's Wrong, Hidden Solace, Call Me Monster. Devil be my judge. Bastard sons of a Judas goat. Automalized Barry. E flat. Until the dead walk. Creature of exile. Eulogy of blood. Bradshaw. Metal Fest 9. At the Boondocks Event Center. Bringing havoc back to the farm. Friday, July 24th. Saturday, July 25th. In Shepherdsville, Kentucky. For more information, check it out on Facebook, Metal Fest 9, the Jeremy Wayne No Cancer Fighting Weekend. <laughs> 